0: All right, 13 degrees on this Thursday, May the 27th. It is uh, game day again. A week ago today, game one of the Toronto-Montreal series, everyone's mood drastically shifted. I'm sure you recall when you saw the captain of the Toronto Maple Leafs, John Tavares, hit the ice after taking a hit from Montreal Canadiens defenseman. He tries to get back up, takes a knee to the head from a second Canadian defenseman. And uh, that guy was trying to, Perry trying to jump clear of him didn't quite make it. And when the board was coming out and the stretcher onto the ice, I think collectively we all held our breath. And he was then taken to St. Michael's hospital where he was examined by the neurosurgical team as well as team's medical doctor. And John was released and has been recovering from his concussion at home. While we are hearing that his hockey career has been put on hold indefinitely, a little bit of a light today. We're hearing from Dave Bradley in that news update that John Tavares seen on the ice today, Dr. Charles Tatter is a professor of neurosurgery at the University of Toronto and a scientist and a world-renowned expert on concussion and spinal injuries in sports. We thought we'd reach out to him for the skinny on how you recover from something like this, a concussion this serious, uh, and, and what, how long that would take in John Tavares' uh, situation. He joins the show now. Good
1: to speak to you, Kelly. i glad to be here.
0: So are you shocked that John Tavares after, you know, suffering an injury like that, it looked pretty serious when they bring out the board and when you're not getting up on the ice uh, and you have been uh, told you're suffering a concussion and to stay home indefinitely. Were you shocked to see him on the ice so early?
1: Well, we like people nowadays to start exercising early Uh, in the old days. We would put them in a dark room for a few days and, tell them not to exercise, but that went out the window a while ago. And now we are recommending exercise um, from an early uh, start after a concussion. The brain likes to be on a moving body. It gets better faster if people get up and around, if they can. But we also want to caution them that uh, they can't really get another concussion until they've fully recovered. And that's why it will be important for John not only to start exercising early, but to make sure that he doesn't get another concussion until he's fully recovered.
0: If the concussions in the brain, it makes sense, you know, the old way of handling it, you know, slow everything down. What is uh, the theory behind getting the body moving? How does that help out the brain?
1: That's that's a great question. And uh, I wish we knew the answer to that because we could even accelerate recovery uh, more if, if we knew exactly what the value of exercise is. We don't think it's the usual endorphins. You know, people like to exercise because the brain actually produces chemicals called endorphins that make you feel good. But Unfortunately, it's not the feel good chemicals that uh, cause uh, improved recovery, but it's another class of chemicals, at least we think that's what it is, called growth factors, which are proteins that actually help the brain restore connections. They actually will help regrow fibers in the brain that may have been damaged by the concussion. So the quiet brain on top of a resting body doesn't produce enough growth factors. But if you exercise and move around, move your arms, move your legs, the brain produces more growth factors. That's the current theory. So the movement's a reboot to the brain. It actually is. It's a a reboot to the brain. So no more dark rooms and quiet downtime after a concussion. But as I said, there there is a risk, especially if you're a little bit uh, unbalanced. And a lot of people do get um, imbalance, even vertigo, like spinning sensation, which can actually lead to a fall. So we have to be careful not to get another hit to the head while you're recovering from the first hit. Otherwise it can multiply. And we saw that happen. I don't know if you're aware of the case of Rowan Stringer, the young um, rugby player who actually got this terrible problem called second impact syndrome, because she got another concussion before her brain had fully recovered from the first. So, it's very important to be careful during that recovery period.
0: Can we talk about uh, John Tavares? I know it's very hard to comment specifically on his case if you weren't involved with it, but how one of the things that struck me when I saw um, the replay of what happened, because I actually didn't see it in real time. I walked in out of the room, go figure as it happened, which probably saved me from a bit of a heart attack because I was just mortified when I walked back in and saw the board coming out to the ice. But when I saw the replay, Go on. One of the things that struck me is when he gets the knee to the head, his head flips back. How uh, big of a part of the of of uh, a concussion, and how more serious is it if your head snaps back like his did?
1: Well, that is exactly right. That's the way the brain gets concussed. and In technical terms, we call that acceleration of the brain. So. In his case, the acceleration was backwards, as you pointed out, when he he took the knee to the head. And that uh, hit was very high velocity, like uh, Corey Perry was really traveling at high speed. And that's what made John's head snap back like that. So uh, that acceleration of the brain inside the skull in, in technical terms it's it's sort of rotational acceleration or deceleration but uh, in practical terms it's really jiggle of the brain. And when we go into schools and tell kids about uh, what causes a concussion, we actually bring a jello brain to show them that the brain is very delicate and it's made out of, out of a material that actually jiggles if you shake it. And so we can picture what's going on in John Tavares's head when he took that knee, that the brain was actually set in motion inside the skull.
0: Please tell me in normal times that after the lesson with the Jell-O brain, you allow the kids to play zombies and eat it.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, We actually pass the Jell-O brain around the classroom and tell the kids, uh, well, touch it so you you really know how fragile the brain is. And they never forget it. Kids come up to me years later and say, oh, you're the guy who brought the jello brain into the class. And ooh, that brain was uh, so squishy. But that's the way it is when we expose it um, at surgery. In fact, I tell the kids uh, that I just removed it from patient the day before, and I promised to bring it back the next day. So they have to be very careful when they, when they touch it. It
0: but. seems like it would be a good idea to take around to uh, minor hockey leagues and things like that, to just give everybody an idea of how serious those hits are, how dangerous they are, not to freak anybody out, but I think to um, really punctuate how fragile your brain is. When you look at uh, John Tavares' injury, how long does it normally take to recover from um, a concussion like this?
1: The recovery from concussion is very variable and hard to predict at the beginning. Like when he was lying there on the ice, uh, it's, you know, I saw the thing in in real time. And like I was just so worried about it. And I've actually met John because he he helped us um, with a, a video that we did a number of years ago to try to teach kids how to protect themselves. So I was just when I uh, when I saw him lying there, and it would have been impossible to know how quickly uh, he could recover. It's very variable. Some, you know, some people never recover. We, we have patients, like we've, we've looked at about a thousand patients um, in our Canadian concussion center at the Toronto Western Hospital, and the recovery time is all over the map. And as I said, we have we have a lot of people who never recover fully. You know, everybody recovers to some extent, and the majority do recover fully, especially mm-hmm. if they've only had, you know, one or two concussions. After you've had 10 or 12 concussions, your recovery is in doubt. Um, and, and, you know, we have a lot of people who are, continue to suffer from concussions. You're a world-renowned
0: expert. So when you saw it, you also said you know John Defer- Tavares. When you saw Tavares give the thumbs up as he was being taken off the ice, as a, an expert on concussions, did you see that as a really positive sign? And how encouraging for you as well is the skate today?
1: Yes, exactly. If you wake up quickly, if the period of unconsciousness and, or the period of amnesia is, is brief, the potential for recovery is that much better. Um, so when he when he was uh, alert enough within just a few minutes of the concussion, I was uh, optimistic that he was going to make a good recovery.
0: When By the said, way, when yeah. I
1: looked at... Yeah, Well, I was going to say that, you know, I'm interested in prevention. Like, prevention is so much better than treatment. If we can prevent these, you know, that's the real score here how to prevent concussions. When I saw the hit that Ben Chariot had laid on poor John Tavares, I, I was really concerned because that hit was not a full frontal body check it it was almost from behind Mm -hmm. now you can say well john turned and maybe chariot uh couldn't uh you know change his direction fast enough but when you hit from behind and you're unsuspecting uh sure he was he was knocked down from behind uh, in my view so i'm very concerned that we're not doing enough about body checking. And body checking is the biggest cause of concussion. We just analyzed about 80 uh, young players from 13 to 18 who have come to our center for management of their their concussions. And body checking is number one cause uh, of concussions. And I think there's more that could be done in preventing body checks that end up causing concussions. We really have to look more carefully at body checks and make sure so, that they're not from behind. Are you
0: proposing that the NHL, uh, change the regulations on what's
1: allowable? Well, you know, the NHL has moved. When we point things out to them, they do get it like, uh, the fact that, uh, we don't see the enforcers anymore. I mean, look at that. That's a huge change for the NHL. The, you know, the, the, the coming of enforcers into the NHL is a big deal. And now the complete disappearance of enforcers shows that the NHL can change. I don't think they have changed enough. I'd like to see them adopt more stringent, rules against checking from behind, for example, really examine those checks. You know, now with video replay, maybe you can say, well, I didn't see for sure, or the referee didn't see for sure that it was from behind. But with video replay, I mean, you can see exactly what happens. And let's be stricter about what we're saying is just, you know, another uh, unfortunate concussion.
0: Dr. Tatter. Before yep. I let you go, because uh, we're at a bit of a time limit here, before I let you go, um, we saw John Tavares on the ice again today. You said, you know, it's good to move around to recover from an injury like this, a concussion like this. Do you anticipate, uh, what do we need to see to get to him uh, playing in the next series? Like, do you anticipate, like, are there benchmarks that you'd like to see that would say, okay, he's going to be back on the ice to play in the playoffs?
1: Yeah, so... I would say he's at about stage three of a six-step process. So many years ago, concussion experts got together and developed a six-step process for a player beginning to return to to full play. So he's at about step three. Uh, So he's got to go through, you know, really Uh, uh, fast paced drills. And he's got to go through um, practices with no checking, and then practices with uh, checking, and then full game play. So he's, he's got a few steps to go. And I hope that he does, you know, take advantage of what we've learned and go through the full six step process before he goes back to game play hopefully it's going to be within the next you know few days or few weeks it's hard to it's hard to be sure but each step has to be accomplished without any return of symptoms
0: dr tatter uh game five is tonight you think we're going to wrap it up
1: (laughs) that would be lovely i'd love to see that yeah i'll be watching
0: thank you so much for your time it's been it's been really informative
1: You're very welcome. Good to meet you, Kelly.
0: Nice to meet you, too. Dr. Charles Tatter is professor of neurosurgery at the University of Toronto and a scientist and world-renowned expert on concussion and spinal injuries in sports. It's nice to know that someone like that is also uh, teaching the next generation about how to be safe and what exactly happens in your noggin when you get a big hit.